0: So hello and welcome to My Dalarama's Top Picks. I'm Coco Green, armchair critic and aspiring academic with my co-host Abla Candeloft, film programmer, journalist, and researcher. In Top Picks, we discuss marginalization, resistance, and some of the isms in drama, documentary, mystery, and independent films and series. Now in its 11th year, My Dad champions independent film and using the medium as a platform for underrepresented and oft-ignored voices. You can follow us. And my diorama at <laughs> I never changed it. Jesus, is it Twitter and Facebook or just Facebook? It's both. So we do have a Twitter account.
1: Yeah, yeah. At my diorama, that's the best way to interact uh, with, with, the, with. everyone.
0: So you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at my diorama. And if you like what we do, you can like us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Short link is mydi. Dot link slash Apple and support us with either a one-time or monthly donation at mydie.link slash donate. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at mydie.link forward slash subscribe. So thank you very much to our
1: current subscribers who have helped us pay for our production costs and uh, recruit a couple of more uh, writers, including the excellent Anna Dawson Hart. So thanks very much for that right so what have i seen this month i've seen a couple of things that i would like to flag that i think uh worth catching so big new release by m night Shyamalan is old so the uh, sixth sense director has finally released a new film like all his previous films it's received very mixed audience reactions and reviews But uh, I liked it. And I like the fact that he's really ballsy with everything he does. It's completely wacky and off the wall. Doesn't have to make a lot of sense. But it is based on a graphic novel. So any plot holes, they're probably in the novel as well. (laughs) It's a thriller about a family who ends up on a tropical island near Mexico. They go on holiday and uh, they there's a hint that the wife's ill or suffering from something, you're not quite sure. So they go away on this break and a hotel rep offers them to spend the day on a secluded beach and he promises them that it's because it's a private beach, it's particularly beautiful and hard to get to so they can spend the day there and then the hotel rep will come and pick them up. So they end up on that secluded beach along with five or six other hotel guests and Things rapidly deteriorate for them, so I'm not going to say much more. I mean, to be fair, the poster kind of suggests what happens, so uh, it's not that much of a of a twist. But it's based on the graphic novel by Oscar Pierre Levi. Levi, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Sorry. Um, and it's really fun. It's a good watch. It's very entertaining. And uh, it sort of plateaus halfway through, sort of a dip in rhythm, but there's some great set pieces and um, some genuinely truly scary shots. Uh, the second one, completely different tone. And again, I'm going on about uh, Palestinian films, but there's a documentary that's out by um, Real Media. So Real Media are an independent media association partner, uh, just like my Diorama, and they produce documentaries. And this one's particularly interesting because it shows the, I guess, benefits and successes made possible by direct action. So when people feel like there's not much they can do about any campaign they feel strongly about or injustice, then that's that kind of shows what you can achieve with direct action. It's called... Um, So the group's called Palestine Action. The documentary is by Real Media and it's called A Year of Direct Action Against Elbit Systems UK. So Elbit Systems is an arms manufacturer and this group called Palestine Action went and uh, closed it down and graffitied it and so on. And the documentary is very interesting because it covers the direct action but it also speaks to uh, a number of people that are very well informed about the arms trade, and this includes Andrew Feinstein. So he was an MP in the ANC government, and he released a book called The Shadow World, which I really recommend. It's called The Shadow World: Inside the Global Arms Trade, and it's a really, really comprehensive book that covers the the international arms trade. And it was turned into a film in 2016. There's also, as another talking head, Dr. Shir Hever, who I think is, is Israeli, and he's the author of The Privatization of Israeli Security. There's also uh, Sahar Vadi, who's an Israeli conscientious objector, who's been in prison a number of times. So, a number of, of people who've got um, kind of inside experience of, uh, of both direct action and the arms trade generally. And it's a re- so it's really interesting as well. It's well put together. It's quite condensed half an hour. It's not very long. And it's free to catch online on the Real Media website. So realmedia.press. And I think even if you're not particularly interested uh, in anything to do with uh, Palestine action, I think it's just generally a good documentary to watch for activists or people who are interested in direct action. Now. And a completely other note, I mean, jumping back to horror, I guess. I wanted to talk about Slasher because series four is just out and it's not on Netflix anymore. It's on Shudder. And I think, if nothing else, that is a reason for joining Shudder, for subscribing to the channel. I really like Slasher because I find it remarkably well written, well acted, nuanced, and fun for something that otherwise would be just gory. It is genuinely well put together, really good twists um, and it's really engaging. I found it really fun. I thought the dialogue was really realistic. So Slash is an anthology. So there are now four seasons of it and it works a little bit like a, like a rep. So some of the actors come back in various series in, and play different roles. And each series is uh, based around killings committed by a masked killer and usually uh, for purposes of of revenge of some sort so they've been wronged and then they um, avenge someone else or themselves by killing a bunch of people the latest one i haven't yet seen and i'm really curious about but i recommended you watch the previous series which is series three solstice so what did you make of it are you on mute?
0: I thought I was on mute before, <laughs> and then I thought I took myself off mute. So I know now. Apparently, <laughs> I know
1: to wait thirty seconds and then ask.
0: Oh well, but that's also strange. I mean, so how was the sound? Because I try to mute myself while you're talking. Well, it oh, perfect.
1: no, perfect. Uh, no, I. It sounds fine.
0: Okay. Um, yes. So I did like it. Um, I'm trying to remember the first episode now. I think I liked how it just jumped right in there. So you got to know the characters as it went along and then they would bounce back to show you different backstories and things that had happened. Um, there were lots of, I say, double crossing perhaps and no clean hands. So I do like stories with no clean hands. I mean, my ideal is when you don't know who to trust when there's conflicting stories told and then you're never clear. Okay. Okay. Does the version lie somewhere in between those versions or is one person lying? So I would have preferred if they went there. But nevertheless, it was still really good to get a sense of it. But just some of the things were so extreme and we're doing we're doing spoilers right
1: now. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We are doing spoilers. This is for people who've seen series three and are moving on
0: to series four. Okay. Okay, series four out because I went on to series two. I think I'm about four episodes into series two now.
1: It's out, but on Shudder. It's not on Netflix anymore. Ah, so you don't know it. Slasher? Okay. Go, no, go on Netflix. Go watch the first three series, and then join Shudder and watch the fourth one if you liked it.
0: Yeah. So when the I think I was really shocked when the mom set herself on fire, and then you had to get more into it to understand what had what happened. And I also like that they kept it very practical because I think that's the obvious thing that people, that happens in films. In films, because, you know, my mom used to always joke because we watched a lot of TV. And on soap operas, there was expectation that everyone has money, right? And whenever someone poor joined a soap offer they'd figure out a way to make them rich and either marry into money or find out they were related and then get a get a share of the money and get a job in the quote unquote company right and you're never even clear how these people made all this money and of course that was part of the fun like they have all this time to do the scheming and plotting and romancing and cheating and you're like but they have a company so there's no way they have time to do that. But it was still all part of the fun. But on sitcoms which were supposed to be more realistic people still had these huge houses and endless resources but then they would have these plot lines like oh no i need ten dollars how will i do that and it was always (laughs) my mom always found that very funny right it's just like we're to believe these people in this huge house are having these kind of relatable problems they don't
1: here assumes americans all have massive houses and houses incredibly cheap in the u.s because of that
0: okay yeah no um it's just the way things are on tv so i liked in this series when they were being harassed from the comments she made online that they couldn't afford to move because that is the reality it costs so much money to move and <laughs> you <It> would be <laughs> like well how would you do that right how would you put things together and they had two kids as well so they need at least a two-bedroom right if not three And you need down payment, you need moving costs, you need all sorts of things. So I like how they didn't move. But I was very shocked the way that just pushed everybody into a spiral of terror because I've never been, I must have, and I don't know if it's because my age or I'm not on social media, but like, unless it spills over into real, you know, life, you could just not log on anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's when it became scary when people Mm -hmm. were doing things to them in real life. But when it was just online it's like well then just don't be online anymore and then you won't see it am i wrong about that am i being um, insensitive? well the
1: lines are increasingly blurred because you're right social media to spill out into ordinary, into everyday life it can cause i'm just you saying job, until it, it does you home, i'm just so. saying until
0: it does right yeah so that part made sense right because yeah exactly then they were worse off because she was losing things but, you know, until it gets to that point, then it's just, oh, well, yeah, just you usually get on just, social media. yeah, we usually delete so, your account, Yeah, you know, when that happens. But I was very surprised that people, and again, that was the other thing, too, that people got so extreme just because of her comment about someone dying. I was just like, well, people go that far with it, though, because it." I could see if she was talking mm-hmm. about, mm, I, gosh, I mean, I guess I don't know what would you have to do? I mean, you'd have to do something, I think, pretty violent. Right, or pretty, ex- you know, extremely yeah. xenophobic or racist to get that kind of response. No, but, that's but I'm the just thing, like, I wasn't sure the mom did enough to exactly to, to have it spill over in real life. So that was the only thing that was really unbelievable. But at the same time, I felt like, ah, it's horror. So they, they're allowed to take us those extra few steps because really the murder's She didn't think it was that horrific again because she posted no, it. She, she didn't
1: like the guy and she was like, no, she was
0: pretty horrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> she's probably aware that it's not, um, it's in poor taste maybe but it's not that horrific yeah the thing is with social media and I think that's probably quite accurate is that it snowballs very very quickly so something that's do you remember I mean just segue very quickly but um the um John Ronson uh book about um I'll put the the name this escapes me but I'll put the name in the blurb um about the impact of social media so do you remember a really famous case was this woman who posted quite a sort of poor a tweet in poor taste about um AIDS in Africa. She was going to Africa, some country in Africa, and she said um something along the lines of, Well, hope I don't get AIDS. Oh no, I can't, I'm white. And she went on a plane, switched off her phone, and when she got off the plane, she got so much shit. She got death threats. She had she lost her job. She lost everything. You you don't get the tone of tweets as well. Turns out that she she I think she was working in a charity. It was she was making a sarcastic point. It wasn't at all intended to be offensive, um, but you don't know how people. I mean, there are you know nutters out there, and you don't know how people read the tone of certain tweets. And then it's mob mentality as well. Once you start having a few of these comments, it sort of snowballs into just a lynch mob. So I can believe that it would go that far.
0: But this is the thing, though, I think that um, but see, that's also I think falls into a category of something that is very xenophobic or racist, right? Like if you read it on the surface versus she just made a comment about a guy, a local guy, right? So it's not as if he was in any way famous, right? He's just some Mm -hmm. guy who also was working class because he's in their apartment building. So I just don't think he would have gotten that kind of attention versus saying something in general about Africans, That's a different and that's what I mean. And um, she had a different level of following probably. But I but I just also think it's the type of comment. But nevertheless, I still thought it was good. I mean, that's the only thing I was thinking that uh, I wasn't too fond of that. But I just liked the way they told the story and it unfolded because I was I didn't realize how many episodes it was until I got into it. (laughs) It's (laughs) like, oh, my God. How long is this thing? But I did think they still kept the story moving in each episode. So, but and it was by giving the backstories of all the characters, and they just didn't make anybody. They didn't make you like anybody, which no, I appreciated. But that's the thing, and
1: this is why I wanted to hear your opinion. You know how he, we okay. we were very briefly chatting about a Planet of the Apes, um, um, and I said, and you you made a really good point about, um why do we expect oh how did we get onto that discussion but how why do we expect the subjugated to be to have a better moral compass or the oppressed to be
0: oh yeah I remember now
1: yeah so somewhere I felt like um the way the two two main characters brother and sister were presented initially you wouldn't think you'd think they'd be virtuous they wouldn't be the guilty parties in the in this um in this series because they get so much shit they're they're poor they're black they're the uh, children of a of a um, gay black woman who killed herself because she was harassed so i thought it was quite ballsy to then make them <laughs> make them the killers
0: oh yeah well you know what's interesting about that and i know it takes place it does take place in canada right it's not in the u.s
1: uh yeah yeah, yeah I believe right. it
0: takes place in you're Canada. Right. So in the U.S., though, there is a belief, um, a common belief that there aren't black serial killers. Like everyone likes to make that joke. And, and and in fact, the joke was also made, but it was a joke that was made in a way not to make fun of the stereotype stereotype but to make fun of people who believe in that stereotype because one of the characters when he was locked in the room with the the white supremacist he said oh like only white people but then
1: it's true doesn't he have a point i've never heard of a black serial killer yeah
0: exactly and that's this it's a stereotype but no it's not true it's actually proportionate to the population um (laughs) which makes sense because people kill who are near them and in the u.s things are so segregated like it would you know it's not as if black people aren't serial killers but they kill their black people and i think it has more to do with the fact that people just don't care when black people are it killed by serial killers so it's not reported <laughs> exactly so it leads you to think it's a but no it is proportionate um to the population black serial killers in the u.s but i i think the guy the character knew that who was i don't know exactly where he was from but he was some latin american
1: oh uh, Angel, yeah i think it's says yeah. at some point well, he's from but yeah he's central america Well I his think.
0: name's angel uncle well it doesn't matter the I point is he's, he's from him. he's from some latin american heritage and so i believe he was making fun of that just <laughs> but i believe his character <laughs> knew that that wasn't true so yes it is um that is a place where people are represented black people are represented is in serial killers fyi so i think it was apt then that they allowed them to be serial killers um and i think they probably did it for that reason you said because they wouldn't be um People wouldn't think of them because surely they're thinking it's a middle-aged weird white man. Yes. That's the stereotype of a serial killer. Yeah. And not that they even work in pairs and cahoots, right? Like there's perhaps even a network of serial killers. <laughs> no one's thinking like that. They help each other's tips and hiding information. And no, did right. you ever see that film with, because uh, I actually don't really like Kevin Costner films. There was one though where he played a serial killer that I really liked.
1: No, not at all.
0: Oh, it was good. You have to check it out. And in the, what happens is he somehow gets caught by this guy who figures out he's a serial killer. And he said, I'm not going to turn you in if you take me with you to kill people. So that is where it turns. So you oh. have to watch it. It's good. Um, Earl Brooks. Mr. Brooks. That sounds right. A wealthy and respected remember,
1: businessman though. lives a secret life as a serial murderer known as the Thumbprint Killer.
0: Oh well, there you go. I, I don't think he's played yeah, two I serial killers. It. Yeah.
1: Ooh, it's done. Not done that well.
0: <laughs> no, I like it. It's good. Okay. Um, it's original. So. <laughs> uh, um, but the best thing about it, because I do think in horror and i i don't know why i compare things to scream but it might be because that was really the only series i think i watched consistently so
1: there's a, the series scream i think came out on netflix at roughly the same time so i actually watched them both one after the other no slasher. i meant the
0: film scream i never watched the series in fact i didn't know there was a series until there is, and a it's, week or two it's ago. quite
1: it's very good it's quite similar in style i thought maybe slasher was more the writing was a bit more complex and subtle, but it's very good Scream uh, as well.
0: So I was comparing it to that. And I think the difference though, for me, and the, I'm talking about the film's Scream, yeah. the, there were more likable characters. So really everybody was likable. And it's, I thought this was different because I just couldn't, I didn't like anybody. Even the teacher, I didn't really like her. I agreed with the one of the, murders the sister that she was a fake nice that's how she came across to me it's like good I'm glad someone sees uh, it she is a of, fake nice. I feel like
1: that, that was a bit a bit of a stretch to kill her because she didn't actually do anything wrong
0: what she did do something wrong what are you talking not about to their of mom. course she did what are you did talking I miss about something? of course she... no she did something wrong to the guy who died not to their mom yeah that's but they're avenging the
1: mom the they don't really care about the guy who died who was a bit of a dick to the oh, that,
0: see, Not necessarily. I thought that was part of it. Right. Like they were also indifferent. They were all horrible people. Yeah. So she was just included in that and a fake nice as the girl. And that's the thing. She was a fake nice because look, not a few days before she told him, oh, I'm here for you. If You ever want to talk? That was fake. That just wasn't real. Because then when he actually needs help, she's like, no, I'm good. Because so he threw fake. her
1: under the bus. He was so rude to her when she said, Do you want to talk?
0: But that's not the point. The point is, look, if you like you allege, oh, you've been there before, you understand, then that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have put her off because she would have been like, well, you meet people where they're at. Everyone knows that when you help people, they, you know, if you're someone who genuinely thinks someone needs help, and I wasn't because I agreed with him, it's just like, who said I wanted your help? He didn't ask for it. He didn't say, oh, do you want to have dinner? Nothing. She was the one who miss, it. that's why it's so fake, because real people who want to help you help those who want help. They don't just go around trying to help people who didn't ask for their help. And, she, you oh, see it too, in the laundry room, oh, let me show you how to fold your shirt. He said he didn't want to fold his shirt, but nope, that's not good enough. You have to explain how easy it is, and how no, he really does want to fold his shirt. Why? So that's why she was fake. So then, okay, then if you really want to help people like I'm saying you're in she how she imagined right how his life was chaotic then you know that they won't initially think they even need it or trust you at first so you know that you have to build trust with people you have to get to know people and I think a way to do that is to help people when they ask for help if you really want to help people you you give them the help they ask for you don't give them the help you think they should have and that's how she was fake. So the real help he wanted was, I'm too messed up. I need a ride home where you're going anyway. It's not the opposite direction. She didn't have a date in the car. It's true. She had a bad night, but it would not have been a big deal for her to just let him hop in her car. So that's how she is fake. And that's why she deserved to die in the series.
1: Oh, that's, uh, that's a good dissection of the character. I haven't gone that far.
0: <laughs> well you should and I think that's a life lesson too that's how you know when people really want to help you are they giving you the help that you ask for or are they just doing what's going to make them feel good or feel the need they have
1: god I guess my standards are lower
0: <laughs> no one said that i just, that. just been I'm grateful just offering... for her telling me
1: how to fold my shirts <laughs>
0: And I agreed with him, like, on that point, too. Who wants to spend time doing that? And I thought the same thing. I'm like, the minute I buy a folding board, I know that I've got some real work to do. You know, that's a story that people, not people, but the retailers say in the, have you ever been to a home organizing store? Uh, What? No. So that like yeah, Ikea? So- uh, no well no well they're smaller than ikea but everything in there is around home organization okay so they've got different shelving they have different drawer systems Okay, well, i've they never have... lived
1: anywhere big enough to have any of that so
0: <laughs> well it doesn't I mean it's only if you have a closet so even your wardrobe let's say there would be supplies in there to maximize the space and keep, and even things for, you have drawers. Why are you acting like you live in a (laughs) shoebox? They also have things for the drawers that organizes it so that you make the most space out of your drawers in your chest of drawers or dresser. I forget which term you use in the UK. So all of that stuff, and they have belt racks, they have tie racks everywhere, and I actually find heaven in that store. I love it. And they say, though, they know that they can sell you on things because people only go into that store when they're having emotional problems because it gives you some <laughs> sense of control in the chaos. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs>
1: That's true, why though. people
0: go into the store. And it's a weird psychological thing. Um... <laughs>
1: yeah, of course I it was it? Like when you get I rid forget... of a bunch of clothes.
0: So... All I'm saying is the fact that she's using that folding board, that is really a reflection of what's going on in her life. And that's how he knows um, you're sad if you're in this laundry room using a thing and trying to get others to do it too. And I'll add out of touch because you don't know that that is a cry for help when you're doing that. Because she doesn't work in a store anymore. Why does she need to do that? So, yes, the teacher had to go.
1: Okay. <laughs> you've yeah, You've made quite a good case for it.
0: Yes. No. She was the worst. Um, and then, of course, the woman who I thought she was pretty funny, though, the one who had her blog, or I guess a blog, because <laughs> I thought she was pretty funny. And I'm not sure why her husband's complaining about her. It's like, um, you know, you married her. That was your choice. You knew you were. You knew. You know. It's like it's true. You know, when you're marrying someone, if their pl- real plan is to Quit working, so don't play brand new. <laughs> oh no, she won't work now. Stop! You knew that she was always about that life, so. Mm. <laughs> but she was pretty horrible as well.
1: Well, okay, fair enough. I'm not gonna debate that. I don't yeah, feel enough about
0: there was a cheater, and even Angel, he tried to say, "Oh, he's so much better because he's all about the community." Meanwhile. He's cheating with somebody, the worst,
1: the worst. I don't know. That's that's a personal thing. That's not global injustice. That's just feelings.
0: Okay, (laughs) we'll say that if your husband starts having an affair. Oh, I mean, it was just an affair. Calm down. I mean, I don't know no <laughs> okay yeah you, I mean, could, obviously you could argue he's, it obviously he's that. more wrong because yeah. he's the one in the relationship where his, where his angel's single i mean that okay we can get that
1: uh yeah
0: but i think it makes it so bad because he knows her it's i mean if you're yeah, going to be true. the other person the other man you could at least keep it classy he was to cruel. Me, he was cruel worse.
1: to the wife
0: Wait, well, uh, well, no, she she deserved that. Mm -hmm. But I just meant the fact, how are you, I think if you are going to be the other man or woman, I think it makes it worse to be in that person's face.
1: Yeah. To me. Like,
0: I think you're it's better if you don't speak to them. Because years ago, I'll never forget this horrible couple. And they said this at a dinner party, how they met each other on the commute to work and they started having an affair because they were each married yeah <laughs> and i was like why would you ever tell any like let alone strangers but that should be very that should be a secret you're ashamed of and more importantly if you're married now how would anyone even need to know and no one even asked how they met and even if they did ask how they met then you could still tell the story without saying you were married could you not yeah there was no shame I'm no bragging. guilt in the world Well, this is where it gets bad. That was just the backstory to tell you what she said, which is what made her horrible. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this is the most horrible woman I've ever met. She said, Oh, but you know, I would tell him to do things for his wife. I mean, their anniversary came around and he even buy her flowers. And I said, No, you have to get her flowers. And I'm just like, You are the worst kind of monster. I mean, it's bad enough you're cheating with this you're sleeping with this woman's husband. And now you want him to go out of his way to make it seem like he's has a good marriage by giving her gifts. I mean, how do you get worse than that? And she knew her as well, because then they pretended as if they were friends that they could do double dates and stuff with their spouses. Just horrible people. (laughs) Just like (laughs) I'm just surprised the wife didn't go off and just. It's almost things like that that you get why, why people go off. Yeah. And I'm just thinking you're glad that she didn't hurt you. Not that I would think that's okay. I mean, it's not acceptable to get revenge. But you would understand it and say, okay, she was toying with you. She had to suffer a little bit. You had to make sure. Couldn't wait for karma. Couldn't wait for Jesus. You had to get her now. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Hope it felt good. But, you know, something like a property crime. I wouldn't want her to cut her or anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I felt like Angel, that was pretty bad because he saw her every I mean, yeah. and that's just it just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you sleep with their husband. <laughs> Those are two different things. Uh huh. Yeah. And and let's not forget how he behaved with the in the relationship of the deceased. He was very clear he did not want monogamy and then he punishes him for not wanting it. It's like what? You don't get to do that. It's fine if you change and say, I'm not happy with this arrangement. I want a monogamous relationship because I can't do that anymore. Make I statements. But, you know, then also be prepared that the other person won't feel the same way, that things haven't changed for them. And then you just get to be all pissy about it. No, 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 you don't. I mean, it hurts, but I just thought he had a little too much animosity towards him like he wanted to change him he wanted him to be something that he wasn't and we can see that pattern with the married man he was sleeping with he wanted to yeah. change him too no i don't want you to be in that relationship i want you to be in a relationship with me stop trying to change people angel you didn't learn did not learn a thing no he wants unavailable people does he not was that not the pattern
1: i think so i think it, w- you've, you've gone into quite a lot of character psychology <laughs>
0: so, no i don't I even know psychology. the
1: have thought
0: Psychology's not my thing I'm just saying what I liked about the story and how they made the characters unlikable because to me it's all a part of it like it really and I like soap operas as you know yeah so I like that they to me walked a very good line between making it realistic because of course it's not realistic to have <laughs> anything in that story happen in terms of the murder so I like how I'm just yeah. agree with you that it was very well written. No, and exactly. The, the characters were just, you learned more and more with each episode. There was no wasted episode because I was concerned it was way too long. Yeah, exactly. But the the drama was is good.
1: The, the relationships mm-hmm. developed. The characters are three-dimensional. I think that's really, that's not that common when it comes to not only horror, but specifically gore. Um, so that's, that's good to hear. I'm glad you liked it. So that's Slasher and series four is now on shudder okay what else have you seen then
0: oh gosh let me pull up the list I keep you've not to keep seen little fires up. everywhere yet have you no You're i haven't seen but we can definitely talk about that one i saw um oh you know what i was started watching kind of uh, these things about crime so in all on netflix i watched the legend of cocaine island and trial oh. by fire And one other one, which I can't remember, but the trial by fire one was interesting because I'd read an article years ago Uh about this man who, and it kind of ties into back in the early episodes we did about the staircase. Yeah. And this was a similar one because it was about forensic evidence in a case. So... In trial by fire, it was his children died in a fire and he was convicted for setting the fire to murder his children. And it showed that... And so in the article I read and in the film, it was about how they decided the fire pattern burned and really what we think about that evidence because when we think of fires and... Um, window breaks and just all of those things. We think there is an actual science to it, but it is not necessarily. So it talks a little bit about the history of how they determine how a fire started, if there was an accelerant used, all those things. Um, and then people who do actually use the science behind it and say, no, that is more art than science. And some of the the fire... And There's a name form. I just can't think of it now. But the actual technicians who do it will say, oh, I go by feeling sometime. And that's when it gets scary. Like, oh, well, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Please don't do that. And it's also in the report that we mentioned in the staircase. It was a gosh, I want to say a 200 page report talking about all these different sorts of sciences and how they aren't as clear-cut as people like to believe but of course as the public and as juries if someone is an expert you just assume there is a method to what they're doing and that it's robust and that things are checkable and that there's standards and there's especially when it comes to science you think there's uh, physics involved I mean all of these things come to mind when not necessarily and they just weren't able to save his life though so he was executed on death row so
1: and, what's the what's mm-hmm. the issue that we're not sure he actually did it?
0: Well, the film, of course, pre- presents his defense to make to argue that he did not do it. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the way the fire started. So they're arguing the fire started because of a faulty heater. Because You know, these are working class people. Yeah. And um, and also that he had no motive because there wasn't life insurance or anything like that. And they were also pointing out that he was an abusive husband, which was true.
1: And who died? Did
0: they all die? His, yes. So he had three children oh, who right. died. Okay. Yes. And um interestingly, his, you know, the mother of his children, um partner, she her brother was a police officer. Mm-hmm. So there was pressure on her as well to, cause initially she didn't think he was guilty Yeah. because she said, well, that's true. He hit me, but I also hit him. Right. So there was a back and forth there. She would leave and come back. That is true. But she also, he was the, because he didn't work, you know, one of those old chestnuts. She she got a man who didn't want to work. So she was the breadwinner. And she said, you know, he took care of the girls like she could he wasn't a great boyfriend, but in her opinion, he was a great father. And that's what was hard for her that she just couldn't accept that he would kill them. She's like, why? Because if anything, that was the reason they kept getting back together was for the kids. So why would he kill them? And it's not as if they were in an off period of time when the fire happened. So. Yeah, so. But then, of course over time and you get the sense it was from the public pressure that she said, no, he did do it. And then she did come to watch him be executed. Right. Yeah. So that was good because it just calls that into question. And of course, who, you know, who gets prosecuted, who goes to prison. And in the Legend of Cocaine Island, It wasn't a wrongful conviction per se, but it brought up to me the issues of entrapment. And I'm obviously, you know, we know my lifestyle, not an attorney, not a legal scholar by any means. However, this one did seem like entrapment. So The Legend of Cocaine Island is about this man. And he has at one time a lucrative construction business, living a fabulous upper middle class lifestyle with his wife and child. And then... From the recession he loses everything and some friends he made one of the new because they had to move they bought some land and moved into a trailer and it was supposed mm-hmm. to be temporary until he got the business back on its feet and then it stretches into five six years at this point and he's still there and so one of the new friends he made he was always talking about this period of time he lived on this island and some cocaine washed up on shore and he buried it and he was like wow wouldn't that be amazing if I could dig up the cocaine to <laughs> get my you know get his life back and that's what the story is about and it's true it's a true story
1: oh wow okay that's uh, is that on Netflix then
0: yes it's on Netflix and it's pretty funny because he actually goes to the island to dig it up like with just one person, number one, a drug addict, first off. So I'm just saying a drug addict in a way that he's not big and strong and healthy. Right. So <laughs> that's, all, that's all I mean. Mm-hmm. And they're, at first they tried to go dig it up and they just didn't even have shovels. And then they go get shovels, but they're not even, you know, it's like there's different kinds of shovels, number one. <laughs> and you have to be familiar with the terrain. You can't just dig up anywhere, right? Some places need equipment right <laughs> to dig it yeah. up it was just funny that they just tried to, you're just like who would go do that so but they tried it yeah is
1: it how how is that documentary made What well, is it a documentary or is it fiction it is
0: a documentary it's a documentary but it's through interviewing and then reenactment
1: right okay i thought i thought as much not in real time but no, like they, they certainly did not journey. record
0: themselves. Okay. Yeah, they did. But there were some, uh, you know, some photos from back in the time. But no, they didn't record themselves doing that. And what ended up happening was they, of course, and this th- that's what's also funny, too. This idea of, and it must be media, people's perception of how crime works and how syndicates work and gangs work and drug dealing works. Uh And he thought he could just go in and say, oh, I know we just need to tell some drug dealers what they're what we're trying to do. It's just like what? Like you can't it's almost like a friend I have who will remain unnamed who had a hundred dollars and she needed change. And she just starts walking around the train station asking people if they have change for a hundred dollars. It's like, no, (laughs) you don't do that because now a bunch of people you don't know know that you have a hundred dollar bill in your pocket (laughs) so it's kind of like that that sort of but but when you grow up when you aren't raised in that world you don't think anything of it because people know you have things all the time who you don't know so you don't understand that in that sort of drug world gangland no people don't necessarily want to work with you they'll just take it from you if that Is easier because you don't even know them. So it's not as if you're friends. It's not as if you're somehow in a business relationship. They don't know you from (laughs) someone off the street. (laughs) Kind of like what happened in Zola, which we'll talk about next time. Yeah. Right. It's like, but if you aren't part of that, you just, it doesn't even cross your mind that if someone's not nice or seemingly nice, you can't trust them. So that's what he did. And he went. And of course what happened and another thing too is people are tapped to be informants, right? So if someone is low level, then that's they're the best people to be informants, yeah. right because they don't want to do any real time. And what happened was the the gang member he enlisted was an informant.
1: Yeah, right, okay, Wow.
0: And so what happened was he did tell him where the drugs were. The DEA says that they went and they dug up the drugs. And then they, yeah, arrested him. But what happened was after that first incident I told you about where they couldn't get the drugs up, he kind of said, oh, well, this just won't work then because he hadn't really considered all the logistics. And then it was the guy from the gang who kept calling him and calling him and calling him saying, no, we have to do it. We have to do it. And it, Initially, he was ignoring him. He was just like, he wasn't even taking his calls. And then... They were just so insistent. And then that's when he said, okay, we'll try it again. And that's what led me to believe. Is that not entrapment then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I because,
0: w- But see, it wasn't okay. though, because he did, he was charged. So I was just surprised that wasn't considered entrapment. Um, because he said that he wasn't going to do it anymore. Like in the first time around, it wasn't entrapment. But the second time after he said no. And, but apparently it wasn't, so... Okay, yeah. But it was pretty yeah. funny though. I thought people in there were characters. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And although his wife, of course, is just like, Oh, he didn't do anything wrong. It's like, um, first of all, yes he did. Let's <laughs> let's not go that far. Well well only because and not that I co sign with this. I mean I'm not saying I support the war on drugs. I'm just saying if um, you know, so many lives have been ruined, people caught up in the jail system, mm-hmm. so and and generally most people there are just drug users they're not even drug dealers so what is your husband who was going to distribute kilos in his community house he he was you know and and that's her whole argument oh he wasn't going to do it right but he was selling going to split the money with the people who were going to do it so pretty much he was fine with other people's kids being strung out as long as you guys got your life back and of course there was the bigger question too about um yeah, how much of a marriage or a relationship or your happiness or life is tied up into your status and wealth? Mhm. Yeah. So yeah, so I'd say check, <laughs> I'd
1: say okay. check that out. So, two a fiction film and a documentary on Netflix.
0: Great. Um, no, those are they're those are both um, they're both non-fiction. Trial by
1: fire is Oh, okay. So, I'm really sorry there's a fiction film called Trial by Fire as well based on the article Trial by Fire.
0: Okay, well, oh, well, so I guess I just can't consider that fiction, but I guess you're right, it is. Okay, you're right.
1: So the one you mentioned is a fiction film. It stars um, Jack O'Connell and Laura Dern. Right?
0: No. Oh, so
1: there's another docu- Okay, so (laughs) there's a documentary. This
0: trial Trial by Fire is by 2018. Yeah, this as well. Oh, okay. Well, then fine. Yeah, so then that's that's the film. But I hadn't... You're right. It is fiction. And I was considering it, though, nonfiction because it was telling a true story, although yeah. it's, it's not a documentary or anything. So you're right.
1: Interesting take on it. <laughs> <laughs> not a reconstruction. But I think...
0: But to me, it fits in. I think Shaw by Fire fits into the staircase. So that's much... You know, I think it's similar to that. Um, yeah, I see. And... Yeah, it's similar to that. But of course, you're right. It's, you know, it's the the actual, um, you know, you don't see the, the true character. But um, it does put the way we convict people on trial. And I think with both of them, too, that was one of the arguments that he was a petty criminal. <clears mm-hmm. <clears <throat> so law enforcement was ready to actually convict him of something because they're like, he's, you know, no one has anything good to say about him. Like, he's just a horrible person. Yeah, well, yeah his previous actions just cemented the whole thing or or just made them inclined to want to do it and i think that was also similar to the staircase where the minute they found out that he had gay sex on the side they were like he's a horrible person who wanted her out of the way (laughs) it's just like well i mean i don't know about all that but that was an interesting one too about um, cause I was talking to my dad about that as well, about how, in my opinion, in the staircase, I just don't think you can say about what happens in people's marriage. They would like to think that their sister mm-hmm. would not stay in a marriage where her husband occasionally stepped out. But I just think people do all sorts of things that you don't know about in their relationship. And I was shocked that they were so adamant where even, I think if it was my own sister, I'd say, mm, I don't know. Because I know what she tells me, but I don't know what really goes on. So it just would not have been out of the realm of possibility in my mind. Whereas in her family, it totally was. And I was telling my dad, asking him just his opinion. What did he think? And he said he, would, he wouldn't he would have been surprised if she was fine with that, but then didn't tell anybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But again, like not saying she did, but just it wasn't that far-fetched to believe that. Yeah. yeah. She knew and just said, as long as I don't know about it, I can pretend <laughs> and I never see you go places where I don't know where you're going. I can pretend like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but he was also a liar, too. Right. He made up these stories about being in the war to sell books. But even then, it was nothing that was, you know, it's like, does that make you that bad? I just don't know. I guess that's an open question for
1: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we can leave that as our conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> for people to ponder right that's uh, that's all we've got time for that was uh really informative thank you very much thank you so much everyone for listening uh you can as previously stated if you like the podcast do support us with a regular or a monthly or one-off donation on um, mydie.link slash subscribe or slash donate have a lovely week